Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Let's get back to the Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. Boo Booey went two of went two of fifteen from the field last time Nebraska played Northwestern at home on Danny Knee Day a couple weeks ago. Boo Booey was terrific last night. He, he sure made up for that. He went six of thirteen from the field, dropped twenty two, four assists, um, and really controlled things all the way around for Northwestern last night and path to their win against Nebraska, 80 to 68. Horrible first half. You know, th- this has kind of been the story for Nebraska on the road in these games. They, they play like one good half. You know, if, if you pair the first half with Minnesota up with the second half against Northwestern, you, you got a game. That's a win. You, you got, you got a full on game and yeah, they, they get one win in the aggregate for that. So that Big picture for Nebraska. That was sort of the last, I don't want to say the last, because they'll still have the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, there's a couple road games in there against teams that are thought well of by the metrics for Nebraska basketball. But your last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games are all against teams that are middling at best in the Big Ten. Although Michigan did beat Wisconsin last night in one of the biggest shams of the century. <laughs> God. So I don't know what to make of that. Maybe Wisconsin is dead. Who knows? Maybe Nebraska broke Wisconsin. Tough week for the Badgers. But anyway, Nebraska will have two matchups against Michigan in their final seven. It's a team who hasn't really done much of anything all year except for beat Ohio State and then randomly Wisconsin last night. They'll get Penn State at home. They'll get Minnesota at home. They'll get Rutgers at home. Those are games that Nebraska should win every time if they if we are what they want them to be. And then you get a couple more road games, and that leads us to this tweet from Hockey Dad. Hi, Hockey Dad. Nebraska can't win a conference road game all season. They do not deserve a tourney bid. I, I saw this tweet from uh, from Seth Davis last night who was like, hey, look, Seth Davis was quoting Hockey Dad on Twitter. No, he oh. he was uh, he was talking about Nebraska and their their struggles on the road, and he said I think something to the extent of Hey, look, the committee doesn't look very fondly upon losing every single game on the road. And while I understand, I mean Nebraska has a couple of the best wins in the country. Obviously, made worse by Michigan last night, and their their beating of Wisconsin. Um. But it, it's it's about the resume as a whole. Like them, what the committee will say. Like if you're doing arguments for Nebraska over other bubble teams on Selection Sunday, your argument to keep Nebraska out is exactly that. Well, they haven't won on the road. 
Okay. Let's look at the other teams and their wards. Oh, they haven't beaten anybody good. I tend to think that that is a that is a heavier weight than just simply not winning a game on the road. I would I would I would agree that's, at this point. That's me, but I I fully I fully will admit that you know there is definitely some some wiggle room in there. There's gray area, plenty of it. it, it Nebraska. Looks like a team at this point, last night was a big game for them, looks like a team at this point where there is going to be some question about their validity of being in the NCAA tournament. What, and I want to clarify one of my stances on the uh, the great Jack Mitchell debate from the other day. I feel like I've been the guy to tell people that, tell Nebraska fans specifically that they are a good basketball team. They are a good basketball team. Not necessarily, not and I feel like people have gotten it misconstrued by people. I mean, Jack, maybe (laughs) (laughs) you're not good in terms of like, you can just set your resume aside and say you are a tournament team. Like, that's not what I mean by you're good. You're in the tournament. I mean, you're good. Like you're a good basketball team, but you have to play like a good basketball team all the time. That's what I was saying. Like if, if this gets down to it, it will be their fault. If they slip up in in a couple of these last seven games and don't do what they're supposed to do, it will be their fault. They're better. They they have shown that they are that their best or even their average is better than all of these teams that they're they're going to play in the final seven games of the regular season. All of them, every single one of them. So if they slip up once or twice, that's not on the committee. You know that that's on the committee for keeping them out of the NCAA tournament. So last night was your last one of your final opportunities to mark off a resume win and to have two games up on Northwestern and to say, hey, if Northwestern's a bubble team and we're two games better than them, then what are we? You know, like that that sort of canceled itself out last night. And yes, it's it's very difficult to win on on the road. Still got those two but top 10 wins we, in your pocket? We saw them play well in the second half. Mm-hmm. We saw them play well in the first half against Minnesota. We saw them play well for stretches at Rutgers and lose it in overtime. We saw them almost beat Illinois. Like they, They've been at some of their best for various stretches. It's just like how often are you going to be at your best and what are you going to end up being at the end of the year because of it? So it, I think they'll... You know, they'll be pretty disappointed to look back at that first half on tape and they'll be like, man, what, what were we doing in there? And for the same thing as Creighton, turnovers and offensive rebounds, just extra possessions that Northwestern got last night. They, um, The Wildcats were able to collect, I believe the, the number was the same as Providence was, 13 offensive rebounds. Nebraska turned the yep. basketball yep. over 17 times. They turned it over seven times in the first half, 10 times in the second half, and you know tried to put together that, that late spurt. Not only allowed Northwestern to get 13 offensive rebounds, only got three of their own yep. on offense. And then you look at second chance points in yeah. which Northwestern only had five of those, but it's just, it's just extra possessions. Mm-hmm. It's just extra possessions and extra chances to do things. Go to the free throw line, um, drop out of bounds plays, and you know whatever it might be. So too many turnovers, too just too. Sl- I mean, just if you want to categorize it all under one umbrella, too sloppy. 
in the first half. That's not what they can be. That's that's and why I like Nebraska is I, I felt like they had last night is I felt like they had sort of turned this corner. The Illinois game was important in that, hey, you can put together forty good minutes on the road, forty five in the case of Illinois. You can do that. It is it is possible. And so I just I just felt like there would have been a little bit more urgency going in that thing last night and maybe I didn't feel it right off the bat. And they made plays. And you know, they have they have good players. Now, um to to wrap back around to the Tominaga stuff that people have gotten after me about some people. So Casey Tominaga played 28 minutes last night. He had 11 points. He made three shots. He missed all three three-pointers he took. He's, he still does some things where he he attracts so much attention when he has the basketball. He's, you know, he, he's he's like how I wish Creighton had defended Devin Carter on their final position. It's like, oh, God, he might shoot it at, at any moment. Oh, my God, he might shoot it, right? And because of that, he's able to clear some stuff out for some other people on the floor. And that's that's a good thing. And make mid-range jumpers. They overrun him off the three-point line, and he's able to dribble in, and he's gotten pretty good at getting that mid-range game going. But when he's not making three-pointers, and when he's shooting bad shots and he's not making three-pointers, it's a net negative. I feel like that case was hammered home last night. And then you have the effect that he has on other people which, if you remember the first Northwestern game, the screenshot from it, Josh, this is on the on the fly here. You, you we we made a graphic out of it. Remember the this? Yeah, that one. I don't know if it's in there somewhere, but I think we remember the photo. And last night we had a couple Providence players mocking that, <laughs> right? So you become it. You become. You put a little bit of a target on your back, and that's that. That's just normal college basketball stuff. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But that's not that out of the ordinary. But he he, he attracts attention in that way. So he's got to be he's got to be good all the time. There's the photo right? on 1620. Thank you. The Zone TV. So he, he's he's got to be good all the time. And when you're when you're that kind of star player, and you can you can throw it back in other people's faces and he he's just he's not good all the time he's not good all the he made time the same number of threes as i did last night <laughs> yeah but he, he still had 13 points like he, he still affects the game okay let's do josiah alec scored the same number of points i did last night he was a starter too he only ended up getting 15 minutes yeah, Nebraska went yeah. that big lineup against northwestern's sort of size and and brute force and then they figured out later that they couldn't match him in that way. Mm-hmm. We got to do something else here. Yeah, and and the rest of, the rest of the picture was not bad. I mean, Mass didn't have a good night last night, right? Um, and you didn't really have a chance to get Wilcher going. And you know, people have been talking about throughout this time, like it's either Wilcher or Tomonaga, and if it's none of them, then you got a problem. And I mean, that's that's that was kind of the story for Nebraska last night. Lawrence got going a little bit. Lawrence made the pull-up deep three, you know, coming off of a steal. But it, by that time, the the game was the game was kind of over. So, and then you look at Nebraska's, you know, setup, and we talked about it already. 
you gotta you gotta take care of business. Yeah, you should probably try and win four in a row. Here. <laughs> you gotta take care of business down the stretch. Maybe here. even five in a row if Ohio State really has turned their ball in for the season. Text from the two hundred two. I have a T-shirt and a sweatshirt with Casey making that expression. So last night hit me a little harder. <laughs> you look down at your shirt. Oh no! Oh, they're mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's they're and this is my sort of thing with them in the tournament with Nebraska in the tournament. Like inconsistent teams make the tournament over all, all the time, and I got a response that said. Well, in- inconsistent teams miss the tournament all the time, too. Yes, of course. So if you're asking Nebraska to be perfect and you're asking them to have these, I saw Sipple's take last night about the expectation stuff. Like, that's, it's not the right time. Like, we're, we're not the, it's, it's not the right time at the moment. You know, game by, oh, they should be expected to go on the road and, and beat Northwestern. Like, you know, sometimes, sometimes you don't have it. But with that being said, like, I, the expectation for me is not about win total and who you beat and where you beat them in the individual game sense. It's about internally, how do you play on a nightly basis and can we depend on one thing or the other from them? That's where I, that's where I want Nebraska to be better. That's where I need Nebraska to be better because clearly it's there and that's the frustrating part of it. So can they, can they, can they find the formula Whatever works for them, whether it's Tomonaga dropping thirty or Mass dropping thirty or Wilcher, you know, having big explosions off of the bench. A lot of their big wins this year have been defined by explosive games. The so fill you, in the blank game. Yes. So can you find the right formula to get the right combination of all of those guys to where it works to be a coherent basketball game? And then match the effort and the intensity and the urgency with all of that. That's the question for them down the stretch because it's going to be easy to go into a game and say, we got this. And say, we got this, we got this, we got this. But that that is that their margin for error is is way too small to be able to do that against anybody. And, and you're part of riding the roller coaster, I guess, is every time they lose, it is oh my gosh, this team's a bunch of bums. They're never going to win another game all year. Right. And riding the highs is they can beat anyone in the country, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Joel on the YouTube chat here. Hi, Joel. Maryland made the tournament last year at 11-9 and nine in the big with one Big Ten road win at a bad Minnesota. Yeah. So. There's some precedent here. Like, and, you know, we could do historical precedent, but it's also what what are you up against? It's comparing your resume to the other resumes of the teams that are going to be near you as far as tournament seating is, is or or the NIT is concerned. And and Nebraska has a bunch of good stuff in their back pocket. And usually those are enough if you are in the right position. Usually those things are looked upon more favorably than, oh, what did you not do on the road, right? It's just heavier. Can't, can't rest on That's their how roles, I would look at it. But those wins are going to slot them ahead of other teams. I agree. They got those in their back pocket. Can't take them away. Unless, no of course, Wisconsin Unless, of course, Wisconsin dies. <laughs> and then you can take it away. <laughs> then it gets a lot worse. Uh, by the way, K-State up to 76 in the net today. <gasps> so, whew, 
prayers. One away. Prayers. Give me one more spot. Give me one more spot. And then their resume looks vastly different, and you could just slot them right on in there for the NCAA tournament. No doubt. No doubt about it. At BYU, ranked team. Oh, they're going to go up for that. They're going to go up for that. They'll go up for losing that game. Perfect. Excellent. (laughs) Quad one win. Lock it up. All right, we'll come back, and we'll talk to Jacob Adil. Back to the Blue Jays and the man who stays up all night to talk about the Blue Jays. Next on 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.